Today on the Go for Bronze podcast, Ace has been convinced by HBO that he may be more wealthy than he thought. The PlayStation State of Play has been announced. Microsoft's president says that Sony's got over 70% of the global console market. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I feel about it. For all that and so much more, here are the guys on Go for Bronze. Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of Go for Bronze. Hi, I'm Joel Torres, one of your co-hosts, and as always with me is Mark A. Sassavedo. Now ready to get into it. Hello, hello. I didn't even know we were recording, but I am here and I am ready. Of course, we're always rolling. Once we're in the studio, the camera is on, and we are ready to roll. And actually, it didn't take me uh, 20 times to get the right number for the podcast. I was struggling was last a, week with that. It was a great outtake, I got to say. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. I play it pretty regularly now because I sound so unnecessarily frustrated in it when I didn't think I was, but it was probably just because I hadn't eaten or something. Yeah, you did sound pissed the second time around. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, my bad, my bad. I can't, I can't think. Brain does not compute. It was good, though. That was definitely a funny moment. It was some great shit, and you know Joe is killing it with the intros as always. But um, so so wait, what happened here, Marcus? I see that you reduced your HBO Max subscription. Yeah, so he said that I, I you know I wasn't coming up with some banter. So you know what I was like, this is something that will be relevant, and I can tie into Sony as a whole. So the Last of Us show has been releasing and everyone is giving it rave reviews and so recently with episode five i was starting to feel a little bit lukewarm on it no spoilers here if anyone's worried about that i want to go go into details but the fifth episode didn't hit me too well and so now i was kind of like obviously i'm still interested in watching it but hbo max is 18 a month and i'm not really that interested and so, of course, since it's releasing weekly, it's nine episodes, so they would get you to pay three terms. And I'm not really trying to pay $60 for this show. So, basically, I was thinking, you know, I'm not super hot into it now. I don't think if, I'm, if I let the rest of the episodes come out and then I renew it and I come back and just finish them or I just watch it later or somebody else's account, then I'm okay with that. It's not really going to get spoiled for me. And at this point, it's not that important that I would really mind. So what I did was I went ahead and I tried to cancel it. But they're slick in a in a shitty way. But when I tried to cancel it, HBO said, oh, 18 is a little expensive. What about seven a month? And I was like, I mean, sure. But why don't you just fucking charge me that to begin with? But so instead of canceling it, they were like, we'll give you half price. So I'm now paying seven a month for it. So but you, you get just, the same benefits? Yeah, same it's not thing. like an ad version or nope. anything? So, I what guess... What the fuck? Also, shout out to this. If you're paying for HBO Max and it's your first time paying for it, as it was mine, if you go to cancel it, they'll give you an offer to make 18 a month down to 7 a month, and it's still ad-free. So it's for 7 a month for 3 months. Okay. So I can do this definitely at least until the show's over and then cancel it. But I, I want it to be strong and just be like, nah, fuck it, I'm here to cancel it. But I was like, you know... The reduction is better than nothing. I'll take yeah. it. And I did watch Dr. No, and I'm getting some enjoyment out of HBO. So anyway, my banter is that I reduced the price. And if you want to, you can do that too. I did not know that. That's actually pretty smart, though, on their, on their behalf of like terms of like, all right, wait, 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 don't leave yet. Let me cut you a deal. And then once those three months lapse, they probably there's definitely like market research where it's like after three months, people don't even know what the fuck they're subscribed to. And that's exactly why it's timed out like that. But... 
smart smart on them but um but yeah the the last of us show just to give my opinions on it. i haven't watched the most recent episode but yeah definitely the last episode kind of left a little sour taste in my mouth where it's like it was kind of like a sigh of relief where i was like okay this is not gonna like actually compete with the game at all like the game is far superior and will be the superior version of the story and like still like the core canon hopefully because i do think that the show probably has a chance to get more eyeballs on it than the game does because it's just obviously an easier medium to get into watching a show as opposed to playing a whole ass game but yeah yeah i mean my I, f- opinions. I, I f- yeah i fully agree i think we're in the same line where i i just i'm still interested and i still think it's good and it's also getting to a point where the conversation about it is starting to seem a little toxic where people are like so far at the end of like this is the greatest thing ever and then there's a lot of people that who played the game that are like it's it's good but let's calm down a little bit and so i'm i'm excited to not be like i don't care about it that much like it'll still be good what it is but it's just like not that important it's a little disappointing because after the like the first three episodes i was like after, the first episode probably when i had the most hype because i was like fuck this is really good second episode was a little bit of a dip and then the third episode is obviously great as well so then i was like all right maybe i have some hope for this series and then four and five and it's not like you said it's not bad no not at all but it's just not it's not the last of us i think fully no it's not i think it's i think episode one was good i thought episode three was fantastic but i think that it's good in the sense that it's got that hbo production quality to it Mm -hmm. but i don't think the actual material that's being filmed is necessarily great like, of course, you've got good acting, you've got great set design, you've got a lot of good production values that cannot be argued with. But the actual script itself and the changes they're making are not the most compelling. Of course, we're viewing it only from the lens of playing the game. But I feel like even if you don't play the game, the mainline motivations that the show is trying to use don't make a lot of sense. I don't want to spoil the show, so we don't have to continue. Yeah, yeah that's true. You're right. I, I'm definitely. But I think, I think the motivations make sense. I just think they're different from the show, which makes it not. It doesn't seem like the show's about Joel and Ellie as much as the game was. Is what my biggest issue is so or far. Or infected. Or the infected, and they what they've done with them is they fucked them up. I feel like the, I think the more of this plays out, obviously the, that, I think the last step was really the first time we got to see the consequences of like the canon change with how the infected work. And I think they kind of fucked them up. Yeah, that that's true. And, and we'll see. I haven't watched episode six either. So I'm yeah. just speaking on seeing episode five, but I heard that six will not be that much better and really? changes more stuff. And apparently oh, wow. I haven't seen it, but apparently there's a change in episode six that was made canon in part one, but not the original Last of Us. Oh, so something's changed in the remake? I didn't know that. Very minor stuff, but apparently, yeah, there is something. So oh, I won't I say until that. we either watch the episode or play the game, but I saw that and I was like, okay, but I was the same kind of reaction to you where I was like, oh, so there's stuff different in part one. I hope it's not a lot. I don't think it's a lot. It looked like it was a, I much, think it was a more, more minor thing. That. They, there would have been more of an outcry, definitely. Yeah, I think it was a minor thing, but still something. Or maybe it was just so somebody could write a headline. Ah, okay. Well, 
Interesante. Yeah, I mean, I'm like you said, I'm going to finish out the series, obviously. And like when we were texting or, or like back and forth, I'm more interested to see what part two looks like just because there's more to play with there and there's more. There's more, I think, obviously, with more to play with, more will be changed because there's I think Last of Us is pretty bare bones in terms of what actually happens. So it's there's not that much to change because it's like we're just going down a linear path. We're going west. We get to the location. Tada, the game is over. But part two goes all over the fucking place. So there's a lot more shit that they can change. And I'm kind of I'm excited for that sense because part two didn't land the best with everybody. So I feel like they might be more inclined to change shit up too. Yeah, we're the only time will tell. We're going to have to see. I, 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 I don't know what direction they will take the second one in. Yeah, but, but um, I was going to say, yeah, regardless of that, we're recording early this week because you have a journey ahead of you. Tell us a little bit about that. So I was originally planning. I'm still leaving. I'm still, I don't work uh, Thursday and Friday. I'm leaving. I don't, I don't, we haven't decided yet, me and Pam, if we're going to leave Wednesday night or Thursday, like early, super early in the morning. We're still in the debating phase about that. But originally we were going out to see um, Pam's a big fan of this artist named Faye Webster. Um, she was having a show in Atlanta and then we found out earlier this week that she posted on her IG story being like, Oh, shows are getting rescheduled. I believe somebody got sick on the band or something like that. And they can't, you know, perform. So they're rescheduling like a Nashville show, Atlanta show. And I think one more other show that was like in the South region of the United States. Um, so that's kind of sucks. Cause I was like, I mean, I, I don't listen to Faye Webster, so I actually don't even really know what she sounds like. Interesting enough, talking circling back to our convo, uh, Pam was saying that she, I guess, has like is a has a country ish sound to her. I'm not quite sure. I don't know much about Faye Webster. Oh, I don't. I don't. I've heard her music, but I don't know it enough or well enough to say what I like. What I think she sounds like. She sounds good. I mean, Faye Webster is solid, but I don't. It but doesn't yes. stick out as any specific like. Genre. I don't know. Yeah, but I haven't heard all of it. So, um, yeah, we're not seeing her. And it got rescheduled like April something. But now what we're doing is we're doing a little detour and we're going to go to Savannah, which is a small t- city in Georgia. And then my parents love it. And a lot of people are, that we know have gone there as well and love Savannah, Georgia. So I heard it's a fun young people kind of college town. There's a college right in Savannah, like an art school. So Hopefully we go there, have a good time, and then we're going to drive right up to South Carolina to see her brother, Justin, which I'm excited to do and see his like new apartment. He lives out and he doesn't live on an army base, but he works for the army. And so he lives on a, an apartment off base. So we're going to go out there and hang out. I think we have a few things planned. I'm not quite sure what is planned, which is even better. I just know things are already planned for me to do, and I just got to show up and look cute. Well, yeah, at least you're, you're getting some uh, relaxing time off of work, and that's what's important. And that's that's honestly what's most important. So, yeah. So, our plans got a little detoured, but now we're still trying to figure out, like, hotel rooms and stuff like that. But, you know, we're good. We, we got it. Yeah, it'll sort itself out. You'll just have good company, and it'll be a fun time. Pam's brother's cool. It was nice to meet him, so you uh, should have a good time oh, up shit. there. Yeah, I forgot you did meet him. I forgot yeah. about that. Wow, He's nice. But unfortunate timing with the PlayStation State of Play now being announced Definitely. two days in advance. Yeah, that was that was that was crushing. Because I was like, fuck, I would love to cover that on the show, but I guess we'll just have to cover that next week. Yeah, we can cover that next week for sure. 
But um, do you want to dive into that before we talk about what we play? Just so since you already dipped your toe in it. Yeah, I mean, we're already there. And if you, I don't honestly have too much interesting about what I'm playing. I don't know if you do. You have stuff to talk about with what you're playing. Um. Nothing. I mean, I I like. I, I wanted to mention the shout out to us to playing Last of Us multiplayer. That was fucking oh, yeah. fun. Yeah, super that was a good time. time. So Last of Us multiplayer still fucking hits. We got a PlayStation Four or Five. I was. I would recommend playing it and then just going down memory lane. And it, and it also puts more stakes and more pressure on Naughty Dog for whatever they do with Factions Part Two. Because I was like, I remember playing this. I was like, wow, this is so good. And also a key thing that Mark noted while playing this is like it's so simple and fun. There's no like aggressive monetization system. And it's like, just enjoy the game. Just here are the mechanics. I miss when games used to rely on their mechanics and not their like marketing. Yeah, it's a great time. It's a it's a multiplayer that I put hundreds of hours in back in the day. Just simple four on four, no respawning. We're talking about the survivor mode, not the supply raid mode. But the really nice intensity and flow to it of being quiet and stealthy and using the listening mechanic and crafting mid game. And like he said, simple. Yeah. There's no battle pass. There's not seasons of content. Although now there was one map pack. And so all the content is in there, but a lot of fun and definitely a trip down memory lane for me where, you know, sometimes you pick up a controller and you, you sometimes you don't know if it's going to come back into your head like that. And yeah. we started playing it, and immediately we started playing it. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even have to think to hold L1 to sprint. And I was like, no fucking game uses L1 to sprint. I guess The Last of Us always does. But mm-hmm. so it was just uh, it was a really good time. And I've been, I'm playing more Last of Us Part 2, but I kind of always am in the background. And so mm-hmm. that was one of those things where I'm playing more of it. And there's not a whole lot to say except for I passed the one of the uncomfortable funny scenes, which I think we both know what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. I won't say it for, I don't know, potentially people who haven't played it just because it's not like old enough yet. And there's probably a lot of people that are now interested in it because of the show. But <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a scene that's kind of funny. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it stuck out it to me because... It was passionate and it was beautiful. I don't know what's so funny about it. Well, and there was nudity in it, but it, 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 I was thinking about that because did you guys see or hear that the new Witcher uh, update had a mod, like user mods included in it that had detailed vaginas on some of the characters. Full on lips. Full and on they lips. have to patch it out. That's crazy, yeah. I, it was weird, too, because it's like, how the fuck do people figure, like find that out? Like, I feel like yeah. there's never there's never a scene in The Witcher where somebody spread eagle. Well, you know? I don't I feel think... like may, maybe you get areolas. You I get guess... areolas in The Witcher, but not you don't get full on spread eagle. I and I haven't even played all through Witcher. But what I read in the article was that it's not human characters. It's like witch or creature characters. That's even hotter. But the reason why it's noticeable <laughs> is because they have landing strip style pubic hair. So like it stands out because of that. So they're well-groomed. We're shaming grooming now. Is that what it is? <laughs> I don't know. Cra- yeah, crazy. But then, anyway, so this uncomfortable scene right in Last of Us, so that, and then Warzone I'm playing, and Mafia 1, I am getting all the collectibles and going to finish the plot, but that's really all to be said for what I'm playing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same thing for me. I'm playing Fat Hog. Uh, figured out what Hog like stood for, Hogworth Legacy abbreviated. I'm a dumbass, as you've would have heard in the previous episodes where I didn't realize Ace was the first three letters of Mar- uh, Mark's last name. <laughs> I don't pick up on things. 
But I'm playing Fat Hog, aka Hogwarts Legacy, having a great time. Love it. Fully got the claws in me. Um, I do want to platinum it. Um, but uh, one thing I would definitely say out there to people that are playing it for the first time, I would say I would mainline the story a little bit and not do side shit because I'm way like over leveled for where I should be in the game, but not in terms of like the enemies. Like the enemies do scale up to you, but like there's it's like a persona style of like unleashing the game so like you pick up on new mechanics slowly throughout the game and if you do a lot of side shit i'm 11 hours in and i still don't have every single thing fully unlocked and this I, isn't that kind of rpg i think i know what you mean you know, I, i'm not far in it but just in a general game stance it's that kind of thing right where when you get to the end of the game and then do collectible runs it's normally a lot more enjoyable because you have like abilities that make traversing mm-hmm. easier or a combat more fun stuff like that I didn't unlock the skill tree in this game until seven hours in. Yeah. Like, yeah, does, like the actual skill tree. And it's it could have been accomplished in like two, three if you mainlined it. But I was, I was so enthralled with the side shit. Yeah, interesting. I, I wonder, I haven't been really the one that's been on it here in this household. Liz has been playing it. So she's, I don't know how far she's into it, but she's definitely a number of hours in. Yeah. And then, um. The last thing to talk talk on before we get into the news is I ended up platinum in that pinball game that you recommended. Hell yeah! Now you can do it twice. Now I can do it twice. It's number seventy. I'll save that for that's that's in the back. You know what I'm saying? I got a tuck. You got a few. You always gotta have a few platinums you got on tuck. You know what I'm saying? You can always bust that when you need to. Yeah, I I feel that, but you don't have a reason to hide them away. You need you you hide them away when you need a when you catch up, and then I need to keep the lead. Right now, no. you need everyone you can get. You know what I'm saying? I have a few tucked away that I don't need every. I mean, yeah, I just, have it planned out fine. perfectly. I mean, I Those got a few go. tucked away, which is what you need to know. That's fine. You can keep whatever you want tucked. I got a few tucked away. I got three coming on Vita. Yeah, you're definitely tucked. But another thing <laughs> is, I guess just shout out. So we talk here about like the PlayStation 1 classics are pretty easy to platinum. Hot yeah. Shots Golf is not. So oh, he tried maybe to, don't I did because I literally hopped on that to, to be like, this is going to be easy. And then I was like, damn, they had golf be this uh, complex back in fucking PS1. So I'm not a golf guy. When they try to teach me mechanics about downspin and would check the wind and all this shit, I'm not about it. So just, I'm going to give James my PSN so he can get me that platinum. And there's two of them. You could do Hotshots Golf 1 and 2. But the platinums are straightforward. They're just not necessarily easy. The like the game itself is not easy. Exactly. The Platinums are pretty much just like unlock all the characters, but it's not easy to do that because it's not like an easy game. I'm about to fucking Platinum that shit tonight. That's fine. Go ahead and do it. Oh, I think I'm dropping off a of Destiny 2, by the way, as a also side update because the I finished one of the three trophies I had left and then the last two are both very difficult but require you to be the maximum power level possible and I don't have that kind of grind in me. <laughs> To, because every time they would add a new campaign or season, up the power up. level rises. So that means that I would have to go all the way to the top after having kind of been dropped off of it for a while. So I went ahead and I deleted that and I'm not buying Lightfall. So it, it was fun while it lasted. I had a good time and I have one extra gold trophy now, but I'm not going to go for that platinum. Yeah, we know you're a bottom at heart, so it's okay. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm just kidding. I don't understand. You, to, you said that you, you don't want to go for the top, and I yeah, understand right. your bottom. You know, yeah, I like being You're in crazy. the middle usually. Yeah, but, usually. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, fuck Destiny. 
yeah, fuck Destiny. I don't got time for all that shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me go back to the basics and do the simple. Mafia 1, I cleared all the campaign collectibles, and now all I got to do is finish collectibles in the free roam, and I'll have the platinum. You beat it on hard? That was my first playthrough. Yeah, my first playthrough oh, was on classic. You did that fucking crazy ass race on hard? Yeah. So I did that on classic and then I didn't remember that that's what I did, but I looked at it and I was like, well, if I did that here, then I could probably do that with the other ones as well. But that would be a different time. I know Mafia 3 would be a really long platinum and then Mafia 2 probably wouldn't be that difficult. It's but probably the easiest one out of all three. Yeah, I would imagine so, but I'll, I'll get there when I get there. So for now, Mafia 1 focusing on that because I need a guide for it. So it's probably all I'll play until I get the Platinum. Normally, mm-hmm. if I have to follow a guide for collectibles or anything like that, it's just like the only game I'll play. So okay. I'll get that cleaned up and that'll be out of the way. And then I don't remember which number Platinum that will be, but... When I get it, I'll bring it up, of course, yeah, and announce yeah, it on the show. De- we definitely will be bringing it up. And then while we're here in the topic of what we're playing, we don't, we're not playing this game, but it did come out today, and I just wanted to give it a shout-out. Atomic Heart came out, and it got pretty solid reviews. Not, uh, I've been hearing mixed things. I know, excuse me, IGN gave it an 8, and then uh, I watched a Game Ranks video on it, and they were more, like, lukewarm, but they were like, they liked it, but it, they're just saying that there's... It doesn't do everything great, but it's a great like first effort for a new game. So I'm interested to you know hop into that and play that. But just a shout out to Atomic Car, big release. Yeah, I mean, we got a bunch of those interesting ones too. I know me and you, whenever one of us pulls the trigger, the other one is going to pull it on one of the titles. We've got Like a Dragon, Ishin, Wild Hearts, and then now Atomic Heart. My Wild Hearts time ended for now with the trial. So even though it's a 10-hour trial... They cut you off once you hit like a landmark city in the game. So Ah. I had about two and a half hours into it and I did enjoy what I played. And I thought that was really good too. But Atomic Heart, I'm definitely interested in. I saw that, you know, it's gorgeous. Gameplay is good, but the character is a little annoying and the story is not like there's not much of a story. Yeah, it seems like it it, uh, leans heavy on its aesthetics, which it looks fucking great. So that definitely would be fun to play. Yeah, I think so. Now, in terms of what we will be playing in the future, we can get into the state of play news. So PlayStation announced the state of play for this week. We're recording this right now on Tuesday, the 21st. This state of play will be taking place on Thursday, the 23rd at 1 p.m. Pacific time or 6 p.m. Eastern time. And you can watch it on Twitch or on YouTube. PlayStation said in a blog post, get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PSVR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for more than 15 minutes of all new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. The event should last around 45 minutes and is rumored to show 16 total new titles coming to PlayStation platforms. I personally, with this... I'm excited just because it's a state of play. I'm down for a third party. I'm down for PSVR 2. The only thing that strikes me a little odd is giving 15 minutes to Suicide Squad. I'm curious what you think about this. That sounds like they have the marketing, obviously, with uh, Warner Brothers and Suicide Squad and all that. And then so they're going to give them that little shine. So it seems like... because I've. They PlayStation has done this in the past where if they have a third party or second party exclusive, they will give them their own state of play. And they probably did like research on that and were like, eh, the Ghost of Tsushima state of play and the Death Loop state of play, nobody really gave a fuck about. So why don't we just jam this mini state of play in the middle of 
a regular state of play and make it because 45 minutes is pretty sizable. It's definitely on the longer end for most state of plays. I feel like even the good ones are usually in that 20 to 30 minute range. So it just seems like they kind of, they just like stapled this onto this state of play. That's how I'm viewing it. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm at least glad that it it would be at the end of it and they're upfront about that because if this mm-hmm. was at the start of it, I think it might get annoying. Now, that's not to say that I'm not really excited for Suicide Squad. It's just not what I necessarily come to a state of play for. I come there to see things that I don't know about. Yeah. And so what I know that you come? they said that like, a lot of things, actually. <laughs> Honestly, a wide variety. I'm not too hard to please these days. But it seems like they said that there's going to be a breakdown of there will be third party releases, both of a bigger, you know, AAA kind of nature. And then there will also be indie titles. So we'll get a mix of those. And then five PSVR2 games. So if you just kind of do the math, then you could assume we're probably going to be seeing a little bit like 10 games new now when they say new i don't know if they mean brand new announcements or if they just mean like these are new games coming which is implied obviously because they're not on the Mm -hmm. system already so like no shit but we've been you know they use verbiage like that in the past so that wouldn't be that surprising either yeah exactly so i'm not i'm not sure exactly what we're getting yeah because i think how many games out of the 16 do you think are going to be completely brand new first time hearing of i would say i would say the over under on that is one and a half and i would probably take the under at only one of those i'm gonna i would agree and i'm gonna say that a majority of what we haven't seen are going to be indie titles which i'm excited for because i you know i love a good random little indie cult of the lamb was like my indie hit our indie darling of last year even though i played at the beginning of this year it came out last year and that, that had a lot of playstation marketing behind it so that's I mean, true. Play, they Could pick, always be they surprised. They always handpick pretty solid indies. Obviously, we you know you had some contention with Stray being an industry plant and getting so much love. But it was still a solid like indie small oh, game. So. It is absolutely. It's just not so, a Sifu. Exactly, it's not a Sifu. It's not a game of the year contender. But so PlayStation, I think, is being more diligent on what indies they promote, and they usually seem to be high quality and at least you know on the triple I sense of being indie, like with like bigger budgets and being nice. I I agree with that. I think, yeah, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see what it is. Definitely. My excitement dipped a little bit when they are very clear about saying third party, not anything first party. That's always going to make me slightly less excited because that's like what we're of course waiting for mostly because we just know so little. I mean, yeah, it's really shocking how little we know about the first party. Like we, I can I have no idea what I mean. You, we all have we have an idea, you know. That we the new Ghost of Tsushima probably fucking that's really it. I mean, right? probably if we're to take a if we're to take a go for three. go for bronze gut check of what Sony is doing at the moment. I'm assuming we're going to be getting we're getting factions. I would think Last of Us Part Three is in development, either as being the first one to come out or the other new IP that has been rumored out of Naughty Dog. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There will probably be a new Uncharted from a separate first-party studio. I could see a Metal Gear Solid remake being in the works at Blue, Blue Point. Point. I could see a new Ghost of Tsushima, like you were saying. Of course, Gorilla has their hands tied with numerous Horizon games. Probably Horizon 3 would be their next mainline, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Or and the then, remake. Or the remake, true. And then mm-hmm. after that, you know, you have Insomniac doing Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine. 
Wolverine sequel, probably a Ratchet game in between. Probably something like that. Yeah, a little side project. And then outside of that is when you get to the studios where you're not, we're not necessarily sure what they're working on or what their purpose is. Of course, there's been talkings in the past week about Ballistic Moon and what their kind of purpose is. And then there was that leaked image of or leaked video of a game that X Dev is working on. So there's like scramblings of stuff like that, but I would say a majority, probably like 60 to 70% of what they're working on, we probably do already know. You just can like guess it based on recent years. Yeah, actually, you know, it's crazy. The only big studio that I, that I really can't pin down what they're doing next is Santa Monica. Yeah, that's true. Or Polyphony. But no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, well, we Santa Monica. Yeah, I, yeah they, need to be, they need to be supporting fucking Gran Turismo. I would think Santa Monica is just going to make another God of War game. And I don't mean so I don't mean just another God of War game at, to belittle it because I know saying just uh, make could make it sound like that. That's not how I mean it. God of War is absolutely fantastic. I just feel like, especially in modern day Sony, a studio that makes something that does good critical reception and financial, they're going to keep them working on the same IP. Yeah, no, that's that's on brand and when the God of War show comes out, we're seeing Sony likes to have some synergy with a game release in that IP. They did it with the Uncharted 4 PS5 version with the movie, with the Uncharted movie that came out. Last of Us, the TV show part one came out a few months beforehand. Obviously, I think Horizon, the same thing's going to happen with that Horizon 1 remake with the Netflix show. Um, Wouldn't be shocked if we get some shit for Twisted Metal, but because yeah, Eric Monica, Williams also said that he's fine being the God of War studio. Yeah, he did say that, and I, I wish he didn't say that because I was like, God damn it, you can't just give in so easy. But um, yeah, there's that probably going to be a God of War project. I would honestly, I wouldn't mind like a co, like a co-developed Blue Point, um, Santa Monica, like the original three being remade. Yeah, that would be cool. I I would prefer that to santa monica focusing future endeavors on like doing fucking making kratos or making god of war like a new kind of assassin's creed where like they just shift him into every different mythology that would be really fucking that would be really disappointing that'd be very disappointing but the only other studio that i can think about that from the first party that you don't really know what's going on is housemark and haven right in Haven, we, I mean, nobody knows really what's going on there. Like, I don't even, they don't do any games. You're <laughs> definitely right. I, I did forget about Housemark. Housemark, yeah. Housemark's now in the first party after Returnal came out. So that's, that's one of our own. Even though they've always kind of been one of our own because they've always worked really well with Sony. But, uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind a Returnal sequel. I don't know. Can there be a sequel? You played the game and beat it. I don't think that they're can be a sequel really i i mean i'm sure that they could figure out a way to do it but in terms of just the main you know the main character's story it doesn't really seem like there's room for more yeah and also thinking about it how how well or how poorly should i say it's sold i probably they probably won't invest in it being a sequel but returnal's a fun game and they they make unique games so i would be interested in housemark making another gameplay focus cool unique game yeah i agree i loved that i mean that was an yeah. excellent game but then also while we're in the state of play talk i wanted to give you a gut check on uh, playstation vr 2 it does come out this week or it should be out tomorrow i think out t- tomorrow for the public yeah i mean i want it 
Yeah, I definitely want it. I think it's just a matter of, you know, buying it. It's $550. And so that's mm-hmm. expensive. And definitely not a priority on the list of purchases for me. But I, I do really want it. And I think that the growing list of games that they're showing for it makes me more and more excited. I think playing Gran Turismo 7 on it, like I said before, with the Logitech G29 would be fucking incredible. And so... That would be exciting. And then now I'm sure seeing this state of play, I'm, I, they'll probably show some new cool stuff. But I, I, I am very, very interested in it. What about you? So I am interested in it. But my biggest problem is that, like you, Gran Turismo is exciting. Resident Evil is exciting. It's all the games that are not core VR games that are exciting about it, which is a little disappointing. I haven't seen really anything too hot in terms of like Horizon Call of the West call the mountain has kind of got meddling reviews it hasn't really been like oh my god it's not life-changing like like a half-life alex was or anything like that there's no killer app i still think that's vr only so the games that they're that are i'm most excited for are traditional games that have vr applications i'm putting money well i'm not actually but i i would i would put money on the line that in part of this state of play you heard it here first resident evil 4 vr will be coming out later this year that Ooh. I think is absolutely, absolutely well, going to happen. Yeah, so why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil's always come to PSVR, so I think that will be the case. And then I agree with what you're saying in the sense that what we're excited for is stuff that we kind of have played and is not original to the to the VR. But I also think for me, it's hard to get interested or excited in VR titles just because it it's hard to like watch them and be like, oh, I know what this is going to feel like. When yeah. you watch a, like a game running, it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, like looking at some of the mechanics, like, oh, it has a this dodge roll or it has a parry, stuff like that. But with VR, I'm like, how is it going to feel to like pick up whatever that's in there? Or how is looking mm-hmm. around going to work or moving around? And especially because I'm not somebody who's ever owned a VR headset. So I would know even less. So it's hard, it's hard for me to interpret what I'm seeing. That's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I've obviously, if I had the fucking cash for it, I would dole it out too. This is also me being, being a broke boy trying to it's convince expensive. myself. It's yeah, expensive. Being, you also, you know, when you can't afford it, you're like, ah, I don't want that shit anyways, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, well, I was yeah, never yeah. interested in it. Yeah, I, I was agree. never interested. Exactly. It's like when like the, the girl that turns you down that you were like, you try to act like you were never even interested. It's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was never interested in places. Have the anti riz the anti-broke we're just like yeah the vr looks like trash you don't even want that yeah the vr VR is ugly what the fuck dumbass vr yeah no yeah it's 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 expensive eventually eventually though it definitely like seems again but for me i would need an i would need a game that's like i would have to play that's what would make me pull the trigger i don't want to just buy it just because like i want it and i want to support sony and i want to have like all the sony products like it is nice having all the PlayStation shit because it just like feels nice, especially the new modern design with everything being like all white, sleek, and like you know looks nice on the on the set, you know. Yeah, I will say absolutely without question. I've always had the belief that if Half Life Alex was on it, that would be what would make me get one. One thousand percent. That because seeing seeing videos of that, even that is one where even watching it, you're like, damn, this looks really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. And so that is that is one that that would make me pull the trigger definitely, and so and maybe maybe they have a kiosk too at like Best Buy, and then now if I feel it, you know, put my head in there after like the hundredth kid that had fucking 
all the diseases and i'm just like wow this is really fucking good oh wait i'm dying now yeah all the forehead sweat <laughs> yeah yeah hopefully they hopefully you could test it out somewhere or i mean we're adults at some point somebody will grow weak and one will end up in circulation somehow. One will end up in circulation, that is true. But right now, it seems like PlayStation 5s are in heavy circulation. We hear reports that if you want to get a console, they're easy to find. Joe, shout out. Easy to find. They're on the shelf. Sales, sales have been up 200%. And that sounds fake, but that's an actual statistic. So... They're doing really good, but I bring this up because we we talk a lot about the Activision Blizzard deal that we've been talking about forever, and so little details trickle out about it every now and then. And I now it's gotten to a point where a lot of it is just legal, so I kind of step past a lot of it because it's it would be too wordy and not that interesting. But this part I did kind of want to bring up is that the Microsoft president says that the console market is 70% PlayStation and 30% Xbox. Now, after a hearing with the European Commission where Microsoft presented arguments as to why the Activision Blizzard deal should go through, the president of Microsoft, Brad Smith, said the following in a press conference. Think about the market in Europe. It is a market where Sony has an 80% share. Globally, it's about 70-30, and in Japan, it is 96-4. Microsoft president Brad Smith also said Sony can spend all of its time and energy trying to block this deal, or it can sit down with us and hammer out an agreement that addresses what it says it's concerned about, mainly the access to Call of Duty in the future. Now, I don't Ooh. bring this up to just hate on Xbox, but I do bring it up to say that I it really there's no um in like capitalistic business, there's no just like, hey, things have to be fair. And the way that no. a lot of this is being presented to me sounds very strange of like, yeah, well, they kind of earned that market share and they earned that market share because if you want to play a Sony exclusive game, you got to get a Sony, you got to get a piece of hardware that's Sony to play it. And so I bring that up because I also saw people on the internet, even people who play Xbox being like, well, you know, one of the things that hurts Xbox is their games come out day and day with PC. Even on Sony, if you want to play a Sony game on your PC, you have to wait a little bit, but you don't have to do that with Xbox. So you have people who are like, well, I'm just going to be on PC anyway and never even turn on your Xbox. So it's not just Sony. They're just kind of shooting themselves in the foot with their own choices, kind of poor handling of their studios, production, and then them coming out recently saying that their sales are being cannibalized by the Game Pass, you know, setup. It's like, duh. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I just read this and I, I I just read it and I felt very puzzled. And they even there was a picture of him with a big pie chart where it was just eighty percent Sony and thirty percent Microsoft. And I was like, this is like the head of a company, and this is like what they're doing. I don't know. It's it's just very crybaby. Yeah, I mean, this. It seems that like Microsoft, and this is how Microsoft has been within the games industry, and I think this is how it's been in like every industry. It's actually been in. Is where it's like they just buy their way to the top, and with games, since it does, since it is an art form, and there's a little bit of je ne sais quoi. There's a little bit of like you know, well, you can't buy. Like, yes, you can buy a Naughty Dog and have them on your on your roster, but you don't. You can't just buy that from the beginning and have it become that. You nurture that, you foster it, you let creatives be creative. You can, same thing with Santa Monica. Same thing with all those first-party games that make like iconic games. Like Xbox hasn't had an iconic first-party game 
since Halo 3. And that is 2007. And they it's bought like, Halo. And they bought Halo. That's what I'm saying, where it's like they buy their way to everything. So like Halo, the original was supposed to be an Apple PC exclusive, not an Xbox exclusive. They just purchased it and then they made it on their Xbox console. So Xbox has never fostered a studio and created a great IP and a great game. I mean, I guess you can kind of say that with Forza Horizon. That's probably maybe their... Like they, the that's probably honestly the, the, the closest thing to it. It's probably the only game that they really done that with. But outside of that, every single studio is purchased, and then that's why it's mishandled. And they have all these studios, but there's no big games. Yeah, High Rush is great, but that's not why you spend like billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to buy studios to release a fucking High Rush. Like, I like High Rush is great, and there's no shade to that game, but that's a small game. You want these big temple titles. You want your God of War. You want your Last of Us. You want your Uncharted. You want your Ghost of Tsushima. Like, there's no game like that on Xbox. And I know that's not everybody's cup of tea in terms of games, but that's what sells. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's a, a lot of these things, too, are... I think sometimes it's hard to see it in the moment, but it's good to take a step back and see the bigger picture here where co- like coinciding with this uh your this um hearing is that they mentioned microsoft mentioned that they were signed a 10-year deal with nintendo to make sure like call of duty will be on nintendo hardware which if for anyone that plays on anything but a nintendo you know that that's not really a good thing because that means that it would have to run the same game on all because they're definitely going to have crossplay. they could do it just as a skew for Nintendo, but I don't really feel like they would do that. So that would just water down and make the experience for everyone worse. And then they also sign another 10-year deal with NVIDIA about using basically their cloud services for Xbox games. So they're doing a lot of these things to try to seem like, hey, we're here with everyone to work with everyone. But, you know, it it still comes off weird because just in the business sense, right? Like him saying, hey... Sony can stop doing this and they can just work with us and hammer out a deal. Why the fuck would your direct competitor just want to sit down and work out a deal with you? And give over like the money that Sony makes off those 30% rips from Call of Duty is like it's bonkers. It's like that's probably what supports some of the endeavors in the first party and like supports a purchase of a Bungie and stuff like that. Like the money that Sony makes just from their relationship they have now with Activision Call of Duty is worth all this like you know fight that they're putting up now because yeah they're talking about i like how xbox is making it seem like they don't have any intentions of making it console exclusive when they keep on setting these 10-year deals obviously you're not going to sign like a hundred year deal in property that's stupid in terms of business sense but like they still have never like said that it's never not going to be on playstation yeah it's the verbiage right they just (laughs) they're being very fast and loose with what they're trying to say and sony knows that like okay sure you're saying 10 years but 10 years is going to pass pretty quickly and not trying to be put in that kind of position where now legally you're not able to do anything about it so but then also it comes to the like microsoft if this deal does go through they need to have Call of Duty on Xbox because or on PlayStation because nobody like we just saw the report nobody buys games on Xbox. Yeah, they expect everything coming to Game Pass and to make those games. Those are three hundred million dollar games. Like those are not cheap games at all to make. You need the revenue that comes from PlayStation 
which has the biggest Xbox Call of Duty, you know, fan base and the most players. You need them to buy the games to support, you know, that level of development. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's just uh, just one of those things. Again, we're going to continue to see if it gets passed through. We'll cover it as news comes up about it. That's interesting and not too wordy for our audience here. But wanted to bring this up just because it. I would like to hear from people who maybe, even though this is a PlayStation podcast, if you're somebody who mainly plays an Xbox, how do you feel about it? Just because I would imagine I wouldn't feel that great knowing the side I mostly play on, that the heads of them are kind of openly being like, hey, we're losing. We don't like that. Like Then I feel I think- like you can't even stick with them at that point i mean yeah it's it's bad for them to say that but i think it's also so obvious yeah that's like, true too i agree like it's so obvious that it's like you that that's how you know it's so bad where the heads are like we can't even fucking lie and act like we have any market share like yeah playstation has been very dominant and outside of the xbox 360 playstation 3 era they've one in terms of like the narrative in that generation, but even at the end, if you look at the numbers, PlayStation 3 sold more than Xbox 360. So there's never been a generation where they outsold PlayStation. And PlayStation has out of the well, five, we're still waiting for PlayStation 5 sales to like, you know, pitter out. And once it, and now they're picking up now, as you were saying earlier, with the increase in 200%. But uh, out of their first four consoles, PlayStation 3 is the only one that didn't hit 100 million. Yeah, that's true. It's just numbers. It's just just, it's just numbers, and that's the only thing they could that Microsoft has been doing is hiding the numbers. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) it is obvious, like you're saying, it is just definitely obvious. Now you know what else is doing numbers. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay, right? I mean, it's like you can only talk about it for so long. But moving on, we're going to see what these new titles have in store for us for the next year. So going a little bit off script, or just changing the order a little bit on you, but. Changing the order, so I wonder if we're going to... I don't think we will see these just because they're previously announced, but moving here, so Layers of Fear has a release date. Layers of Fear will now release release in June, so it doesn't actually have a release date, just a release month. Seems a common trend, as you'll hear later. But this <laughs> is the Bloober Team horror sequel to the first two Layers of Fear games, and they changed the name because the change was originally Layers of Fears, and it's now just Layers of Fear. So... Still not the best name, but a little bit different, and that'll be coming out in June. And then the other release date that I wanted to give a shout-out to is the Pinocchio Souls-like game, Lies of P, <laughs> which I was telling Liz about, and she was like, what the fuck, there's a Pinocchio Souls-like game. So that release date is uh, also August, so now we're just giving months, so there's no actual date for that either. I, I, I don't know, it was weird to get back-to-back ones that were just month windows. Like you're within month the year. Narr- you know, it's narrowing it down. I think when they say a month, they're setting you up for like the six week delay. It gives so like me- we told you August, but oh fuck, it's coming out September 23rd now. It gives me the state of play Street Fighter Six. Mark your calendar, but it's just 2023 energy. Exactly. Like yeah, mark the whole calendar. Yeah, just mark the whole fucking thing. You never know. But uh, I mean, I think the Liza P game will probably hit the August or the, it hit the fall window. So I'm saying August till like the first week of October. I do think and that then, one actually looks pretty cool. It does look cool, but it's a fucking Souls game. But it does look cool because I like what they're doing with the Pinocchio where they're not doing the Disney Pinocchio. They're doing like the actual, I think it's called Grimwalls or something like that. I'm um, sure you're there, right. I'm just shrugging my famous, shoulders, but the audience can't hear that. So yeah, I'm there's sure like a that famous, he's right. I believe 
like German um like author that did all these um children's stories, like all the ones that Disney remade and fantasized them and made them more childlike. Mm-hmm. They're all like actually horrible and like really fucked up and they were just used as like lessons to teach kids and stuff like that. And it was all from this like I believe one uh old author. So it's more in like that style in the traditional Pinocchio, which is more dark and grim. Obviously with being a souls like that fits perfectly. And I'm interested to see that because do you play as Pinocchio? I believe you do. I do, yeah, that's I, fucking awesome. I do think you do. And we saw one gameplay trailer for it. I don't remember when, but it was at one either state of play or in like one of these games fest, something like that. But I remember seeing and thinking the boss fights looked really cool and it looked interesting. And it was just, I think when they just named the characters, it's like, oh, Pinocchio and Geppetto. It was like weird. Because it doesn't look like that, but it looks like a cool game. I know that that is a, I believe, Korean-developed game. Okay, that's cool. Also, by the way, just a random antidote. We were talking about PlayStation VR 2. You still can get that pre-order. No, 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 prob- no problems getting one. So if you, you do want one. Yeah, they're I mean, they're there. readily available if you want to get one. Maybe they're this definitely. state of play is they're, they're, they're trying to push people to, to get it. Yeah, maybe go out to stores and stuff like that, too. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely possible. I don't have much to say about Layers of Fear just because I, I played the first one from Bloober and was it was okay. And so that'll come out and we'll see how it is, but I just, I just want to see Silent Hill from them. That's what I was saying. This is That's what I was thinking too. I was like, why the fuck are you talking about other shit? Like, I only care about Silent Hills. Yeah, I agree. And they, I mean, they have a number of, of projects going at the same time. That's always a good sign. Because it's, I mean, yeah, it's not like our whole ass episode last week was about companies fumbling too many projects at the same time. Yeah, so that, that's that really gives me a lot of hope for fucking something else too. The good thing is that Dead Space and Resident Evil Four will be fantastic, but and Dead Space is fantastic. Resident Evil Four will be fantastic, but Silent Hills Two is very iffy in my eyes in terms of the remakes. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I absolutely love the original, but just don't know what to think about it until I see it or play it because mm-hmm. the studio doesn't really have a track record in my in my mind. Hopefully, layers of feels layers of fear is good, and then that way, you know, build some confidence in the studio. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, and so that comes out in June. I, I still, I'm still hoping we get Silent Hill this year. Not positive, but I'm hoping we do. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't even. That's pretty rare. I feel like for a game studio to have two projects in a year. Does would? Yeah, you're right. That's true. I was just thinking to myself. I was like, would Silent Hill two count as a third party? product because we could we see that again at state of play i mean that technically is a third-party product so maybe we'll it's, see it's that again exclusive. yeah it's a console exclusive to time. playstation time but or it's coming to pc at least it's I, coming to pc i yeah. thought that was the time part you're right see this is what the problem with the fucking it's confusing this weird verbiage i think it's t- i think it's console exclusive t- console exclusive like it's only on playstation and then it timed exclusive for possible for going to pc yes i think you're right and it is confusing because it's not told to you it's a splash screen at the end that they show for a quick second and then they have a little asterisk at the bottom in italics with the rest of the words so you gotta like freeze frame the shit to even know what they're saying and they have in the past uh edited videos that have that uh famously for final fantasy 16 that had that as a splash screen and they went back into the youtube video changed it so it's no longer the same so hard to get final a straight fantasy answer was yeah a timed exclusive that's true. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, 
It depends. I was just going to say that a lot of these things are time specific and we have mm-hmm. a, another beta test for a game coming out mm-hmm. soon. Not one that I think either of us are that interested in, but figure it's worth sharing here. Diablo 4 is getting an open beta test for March 24th to 26th. And then there's early access, meaning players who have pre-ordered the game can play it from March 17th to the 19th. And so if you pre-ordered it, you can play on both weekends. What will be available in this beta will be the Fractured Peaks Zone. Characters can level up to level 25 and all main and side quests in that area will be available. Now, Diablo 4 will be coming out on June 6th and I have not really ever played a Diablo game. I'm always very interested in playing the second one or the remake of it just because it's always very fairly priced. And mm-hmm. I'd be curious how it is. Would you, are you going to hop into this beta? Do you have any interest in it? No, I don't give a flying fuck about Diablo. Yeah, but neither do I. I am on, we thought it was I am worth covering, though. Eyeing, uh, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, we need to, you know, we cover the news. If it happened, we talk about it. Regardless if we give a fuck or not, That's we're professionals. That's what we are not paid to do. Yeah, that but, is what we're not paid to do. But um, I do, I'm on the same wavelength with Diablo 2 where I'm like, fuck, it's like 20 bucks or like 15 bucks and like, this could be me getting into this series. Who knows? And I know Diablo 2, I think, is still regarded as like the best one. Yeah. And I, I know that version people really like. Even the updates and changes to it, they're very happy with like diehards of the series. Yeah. So I'm also... And that's that's co-op. So Yeah, it is. So it we can co-op. play it one time and then never finish it. Or we can play it one time and not beat it on stream. That'd be fun, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to redo that. That was bad. That was because we did... <laughs> Phil and we had some fucking bum who didn't get in the elevator at the end to finish the level. Oh my god! But then I think we did it with a bot and we still lost. But that's that's neither we here nor there. Morale was low. Yeah, morale was I low. I have excuses for days. Yeah, there was. Uh, and then we played like shit on fucking war. It was just look. It was it's the first we stream. Ourselves. We redeemed, we redeemed ourselves. ourselves. You can check out the past stream on either the Go for Bronze Pod Twitch or you can check it out on mine, Ace Nighthawk. Twitch, where I highlighted the game that we won, so it's there in its entirety, just the game as a clip. Fire. Is that your first time winning on stream? Mm, probably. That's I don't, cool. Yeah, so I guess that's there. I'd definitely first time with like my camera on and seeing me be like, yes, and clapping and shit, but <laughs> it was, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was a good time for sure. And then we were playing separately, just talking about Warzone. Me, Joe, and Alex were playing Resurgence, and we actually, that shit's pretty fun. We won that. I mean, oh. it's, it's really easy. But Resurgence okay. is cool, too. All right, nice. Let's see here. Thinking about things that we also give a fuck about that are very important. Randomly wanted to insert this in here. Bill and Ted's excellent retro collection is now available on PlayStation 4 and 5. I bring this up as a fan of the movies, not even knowing that they were old games. So I, I guess these are, from what I was reading, I believe these are NES games or maybe NES and SNES but they're classic mm-hmm. games that basically paired together. They're $9.99 and they're on the store. I didn't see any screenshots. Like yeah, like they're already there. I checked the PlayStation store and they're on there. Oh, shit. That's cool. Have you uh, seen these movies? What type of games are they? I have never seen the movies. I've, I I think I've never actually seen a movie in, in, in its entirety that stars Keanu Reeves. Or yeah, has Keanu Reeves. Actually, I think you might be right because you've never seen Bill and Ted matrix point uh break you've never seen devil's advocate the closest i got to is remember we were in tv production and we watched speed wasn't he in speed yeah he is in speed 
That's the closest. I mean, I think I did see the movie in entirety because our fucking teacher would be like reverse. You see this right here? You can see the fucking <laughs> the guy's boom in the corner of this mic. Yeah, you can in see the corner of the screen. That's a fun movie to break down, though, just as like a as a film buff, because a lot of the set pieces are toys, which is common in older movies. But you can tell like I think the elevator scene is very obviously toys. And then some of the car chase scenes are just like little figurines. Yeah, so that that's probably the closest I've got to seeing a Keanu movie. You've never entirety. seen a John yeah. Wick movie. What do you have something against him that you'd like to share? No, I actually don't. I feel like I would really like him as a person. Everything every time I see like his little personality bits from the interviews, the late night circuit and all that shit or red carpet interviews, every little like clip that gets circulated, I'm like, oh, he seems like a nice guy. And I understand why people love him, but it's just my, you know what does make me a little hesitant about him, and I've even I feel like I've heard this from you too, where he's he's a little bit one note as an actor in terms of like not the most dynamic actors, and it's like, do I really want to watch a movie starring somebody who's not that dynamic? Now that's fair, but there are other actors that are still great that I wouldn't say are like that dynamic. I would say Ryan Gosling is not that dynamic. He's a great actor, but I wouldn't say he's that dynamic. He was like he's dynamic. You seen the maps? I'm dynamic. But my point being is that what the movies that you probably enjoy from him most are movies where he's very stoic and he's barely saying anything. Keanu is not like that, but yeah, he might not have like a super wide range, but the movies are still really good. I couldn't sing the praises of Matrix enough. The fact that you haven't seen that is just lucky for you that that's there when you want it. Whenever I want it, it's there. Well, you know what also pisses me off about the fucking Matrix is that the second and third one I heard her ass, and then the fourth one I heard is also ass. Well, I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars movies that aren't good, right? But you're still right. a fan of it. No, I'm wow. saying, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not trying to <laughs> shit on, blood. but I'm not trying to shit on Star Wars. But I'm saying that you can have a series that has, and it, at least it's the first one. It's not like oh, the third one is good, and the rest aren't good. And I know, but what sucks is that if the first one is good enough. The first one is excellent. The second one is good. Very good. Not excellent, but very good. The third one is rough. I agree. (laughs) But it's not like awful, but it's rough. Is that with Jada Pinkett Smith? No, she's in, she's in, uh, I think she's in two as well. But three is rough compared to two and one. As a movie on its own, there's still like tons of action, really cool shit happening. It's just compared to the other two, not as interesting and then four i'm definitely in the minority but i don't actually think it's that bad but i know okay. i'm in the i know i'm in the minority on that but one yeah, i've two, heard an overwhelming majority say it's shit one and two i will i can definitively say one is one of the greatest movies of all time and then two oh, wow. at the very least has excellent action has okay. some of the coolest action scenes of any movies ever even if you don't love where some of the second one goes, you can't deny that some of the scenes are like incredible. There's one action scene in specific that is like always in my mind from that movie and seeing the behind the scenes of how they did it is like fucking awesome. Okay. What do you, where do you land on John wick? John wick. I hate the first one. Oh wow. And I actually think they get consecutively better. I think the first That's one good. is terrible. Second one is Okay third one i was impressed and the fourth one now i'm hyped to see all right the first one i was disappointed because i was really excited based on trailers and the type of action in it while it might be realistic 
it was not for me so much because he kind of pulls the same move on everyone. He just kind of like yanks people down by the arm and then shoots them with the pistol. And that got really <laughs> boring to me. And then I feel like in each sequel, they kind of varied and up the ante for all the action scenes Levels and made it more fun. Tree. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's where I sit on John Wick. I mean, his best movie is definitely Matrix. There's no question about that. Okay. Yeah, maybe. How the fuck do we end up on Keanu Reeves? We were talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure oh. now available on PlayStation 4 and 5. They are NES yeah, that, retro games. There. And so <laughs> I looked at pictures of them and yeah, they're fucking old. So I probably won't play them. But I just I like the movie. So I wanted to bring it up. Are, we, are they like, I mean, obviously they're like some form of platformer. But are they like platformers like Mario or like kind of like Zelda adventure games? They look like Zelda adventure games. Oh. With like quests be, and stuff. That could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Yeah, it could be. We, we will we will find out but just just wanted to throw in there's a lot of it seems like there are a lot of games that now prior to the state of play of course because we will cover that next week and that's coming later but a lot of the news has been games that we are not super into another one of them being that Fraxis has confirmed that a new mainline Sid Meier civilization game is in development which I've never personally played one I, I've never really played a sim builder or a civilization builder kind of ever, have you? Um, I did fuck with the Jurassic Park sim builder in like the early two thousands. Uh Austin. We used to have used to have, we used to do this thing where we would like run the game on one of our like laptops or PCs. He had like a PC laptop kind of set up multiple things. And then uh we would start it up in one in one of the systems, then take the disc out, put it in the other one, and then, then it would run both. It's kind of weird at it. Not quite understand how. I know that people were able to do that too with like the the GameCube when you had to use the um fuck I forgot I forgot there's there used to be a disc there's this uh freeloader I think is it that helps you translate the games to Japanese and play them because consoles used to have region locks on them but yeah mind that point I did play the Jurassic Park Sim Builder which I fucking loved I played Sim City like 2000 which I also fucking loved but I've never played a Sid Meier's game I'm not that. I feel like Sid Meier's is like a step above that. Yeah, strategy. What they say is, yeah, Sid Sid Meier's. All right. What? That's what they're saying. I'm just reading. uh, I'm not saying you don't got no strategy. I'm just saying. You're dumb as fuck. I mean, that's not what I'm saying. You know, it's just. That's not what you're saying. Why are you getting defensive? You know, I feel like normally that's a sign that you think it's true. So I don't. No, I'm just saying the way he said strategy with a hard S. Like, yeah, relax. you're right. That was a little much. So <laughs> getting into the news about this anyway is Firaxis is going to be developing a new mainline entry, but this also comes as a little bit of a shakeup in the studio itself. So Firaxis chief operating officer Heather Hazen is replacing Steve Martin as the studio head. And Steve Martin. I know, right? That's I, I read that too. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know he worked for Fraxis. And then <laughs> director Jake Solomon has also left the company recently. And so I don't know if it has been outlined. If it has, then apologies for me not knowing exactly. But I would imagine this has to do with Rockstar or 2K specifically talking about Marvel's Midnight Suns kind of selling poor or not to their expectations. So it sounds like they're shaking up the company a little bit and probably being like, hey, go ahead and just do that mainline shit that you do that sold well. So even though it's not a game that we have played, I'm still interested in trying it. And overall, the Sid Meier Civilization franchise has sold more than 65 million copies since it launched Ooh. in 91. So now it's a long time running. Of course, I mean, 91, that's uh, 
32 years, right? 32 years ago. So a um, long time that the franchise has been running, but if somebody is interested, I, I would assume that this is the creme de la creme of these kind of civilization games, right? I think that this yeah. new entry is going to be either number, I believe this would be number seven in the series because six came out in 2016 and that was their best selling entry. So there's definitely an audience for it. And I would imagine that audience is only going to be a little bit bigger now, considering I think there's more people playing now than ever. I think concurrent players probably was peak during pandemic, but still compared to 2016, I think more people are playing now. And with access to a lot of games on these services, people are going to try, I think different stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. And just for a little update, when you were talking about the studio head from uh, for Axis, for Axis, uh, 2K did release a statement that uh, Jake Sam uh, Salmon is leaving for Axis Games on good terms after more than two decades at the studio. Jake was instrumental in building the XCOM franchise and creating a wonderful new adventure in Marvel's Midnight Suns. We have deep appreciation for his work and can't wait to see what he does next. That's bullshit. <laughs> the wording saying, on that. Can you repeat the Marvel's Midnight Sun part? They used some adjectives on there to try to sell that shit. Jake was instrumental in building the XCOM franchise and creating a wonderful new adventure. Yeah, wonderful in Marvel and Midnight Sun. Yeah, I don't know if the sales said it was wonderful and new, buddy. <laughs> They're like, it's wonderful. That's new. It's not they, selling. He, dude, Jake Solomon left on good terms to them. We don't know yeah. how he feels about it. Yeah, that, they, exactly. They're like, we wanted to get this fucker out of here, but I mean, he's he's just studio head, so I mean, he's he definitely yeah. I mean, he's well he's off. loaded. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got the Marvel bag. He did what he needed to do. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully, I mean, I wonder what he does next. I wonder if it's gonna be in that strategy uh, genre. If it's not, then I'll probably be more excited in it. But uh, you know, these heads leaving studios, and if they can prove themselves making their own studios, that would be kind of cool. Or it might be even like a Ken Levine situation, which we've seen 2K do before, where he left Irrational and then just made a new studio. Make He's basically the new Irrational's ghost stories. Yeah, that's true. And we're just going to have to see, because again, that's something that I'm like sensitive to, is being like, we got to see what these guys are, are capable of. Yeah, what, exactly. what is the people around them uh, possible of? But some people do not get rewarded when you know they release things that are maybe not the best, but some people do get rewarded. Coinciding, Ooh. I'm talking about Sega. Sega employees are getting Sega. raises because Sonic Frontiers has, in quotes, greatly exceeded Sega's sales expectations, which is honestly a little bit uh, surprising considering that the movies have done really well. So I would think that they would expect a lot out of it. But it is it is very fun, very great game. So they basically said that even though the Metacritic and the kind of critical reception is lower than what they expected, kind of sitting between 69 to 75 player feedback has been really good and that it's just selling a lot more than they thought it would. Now I bought it. I do think it's really good. I mean, I'm, I like Sonic. I feel weird saying that, right? Cause it's like, who the fuck likes Sonic? But I always kind of have, I grew up with the Sega Genesis. And so playing those, uh, and enjoying kind of Sonic games throughout the times. But this one I do think is really fun. It's really easy to play. There's free DLC. They have like a whole 2023 roadmap of stuff that they add into the game. And so they're supporting it nicely. There's the Netflix show that came out. And then I think they're probably going to do another movie. So it's again that synergistic approach of we're going to try to cover all of this media at the same time. And so it's cool. They're doing this and they're 
you know, employees get raises. And in my mind, I'm like, hey, Sega, do- Sega does good. That means that Yakuza does good. So that's, that's what I like. To, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, that that's awesome. And we've been seeing this a lot with the Japanese companies in particular. If they have a big hit, we saw this with From Software with Elden Ring. That, you know, Are you kidding they, me? They, they give back to the they give back to their people, which is lovely. You always love to see a company. They do have something that exceeds expectations. They make more money. It's not just going to C-suite levels. It's going to everybody, even the ground, even the vendors, even the janitors get a pay raise off the fucking Sonic. So that's awesome to see. That's, I wonder if that's a particular thing to just how Japanese business is handled. That's definitely not an American thing. But uh, I, I think that's cool. Honestly, what Sega did, it's a it's good. very good. Yeah, it's good. good. You should share it with the employees that are making it possible for you. Now, we've seen Nintendo recently announced that they're raising the base salaries of their workers in Japan by 10%. And last year, Capcom did a large raise to their uh, employees. And Elden uh, from from Software did the raise as well. The interesting thing I would like to see by comparison is just that the people at From Software were low-key making fucking peanuts. So... It's like they really needed the raise. I don't know what Sega employed. <laughs> well, because I, I mean, they did the math. They, they were shaking it. the cups. Yeah, they were shaking the cups. So Sega, I don't think, or I don't know, but in the article, it doesn't show what their base salaries is. It just says that they're going to be getting about a 15% raise kind of on their annual uh, salary, mm-hmm. but then they're also going to get, you know, bonuses from the releases and stuff like that. But Sweet. I know from so- from software that was kind of like a double edged article about them getting a raise, but also like they really needed that raise. But also, cost of living. Well, not cost of living, but the yen is very weak compared to the dollar. So I guess in translation, like they could be making like a hundred thousand yen a year, and that's like nothing here because the dollar or the dollar is strong against the yen. Is that how you phrase that? Yes, I, th- yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that yeah, that is how you would phrase it. So yeah, I mean, apparently we can go to Japan now and live like kings. Yeah, I that, I think the most expensive thing is getting there. <laughs> that I mean, it's definitely true. It, from from traveling experience, I means absolutely true. You go somewhere where the dollar is strong on whatever the the national currency is that where you're traveling to, and it does feel pretty incredible when you buy something and then you see the conversion. You're like, damn, okay, that's nice, but. No, it's funny you bring that up. This is just now a random thing that I'm thinking of. Have you seen, side side note, that in Venice, the canals are like completely drained? And so people are like, I think it's just because like lack of rain or just like natural things, but people are like pissed because like Venice and there's like no boats and no water. Should be pissed too. This shit's expensive as fuck. The fuck you go to Venice and there ain't no goddamn canals? I mean, that's kind of crazy you didn't do research, but... Yeah, I agree. That is kind of wild, though. That would suck to do. But I I love seeing shit like that online of really, Mm -hmm. like, famous or Instagram kind of destinations. But then what they actually look like when there's, like, a thousand people there trying to take the same picture. And, like, you wasted Mm -hmm. all your money going to these usual ass spots. Uh, you, you should get off of that. You're like, I love people being. I miserable. mean, it, it's definitely funny. It's, it's I mean, it, that is funny because yeah, when people do things for clout and it doesn't turn out the way they want. Exactly, it to be. that's exactly right. It's because they're posting it for a specific reason. I'm like, you know what? It didn't work out for you, and I'm gonna have a laugh. And you made my day better, so I appreciate that. Yeah. So, man, damn, that's rough though. That's crazy. I want. That's. What the fuck? How does the whole canal system get drained? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, I don't know. I really don't. 
Joe, have you ever been to Venice? We haven't heard from you at all this podcast. I want to cue you in on this. Where no, have you been outside no. of this country? Have you ever, have you ever left freedom? Uh, Tijuana one time, and also the <laughs> that's more that's more freedom. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I went to Tijuana, and uh, that was fun. And I also went to the Bahamas one time. Never have I been to Venice. Okay. I'd like to I'd like to go to Italy though, and and eat. I I think my favorite chef is originally from there, Chef uh, Boyardee. Boyardee. Yeah. Boyardee. Yeah. Joe, what are you? Are you Italian? Like what? What? What are you? No. All your personal. What kind of white are you? Yeah, I'm German. Yeah. Oh, you're German. If, if you can't so you grew up on Pinocchio. Yeah. You grew Pinocchio up on a schnitzel. Is, yeah. Definitely schnitzel. <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> all of it, dude. All of it. Very German. Braunschweig. Uh, okay. All right. I just wanted to cue you in here. We haven't heard your voice all all pod yet, so I just wanted to make sure we toss it to you once. Hey. Are you kidding me? I'm here, <laughs> and I'm glad. All right, but uh, yeah, enough about the travel destinations, Mark. Is there any other news to talk about this week? There is not, but I'm sure that we will have a ton to talk about next week. And the state of play will be interesting. We'll make sure to cover that. And then, of course, anything else that pops up, we will cover that as well. And I hope that we made your day better by listening to the show. Thank you for making it to the end. The Go for Bronze podcast is a production of Go for Bronze Media, LLC. Hit us up on Twitter at GoForBronzePod, Instagram, GoForBronzePod. That's right, we have. You can check us out on Twitch at GoForBronzePod. Also, our YouTube channel at GoForBronze. This is the big dog. Till next time.